When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Horror. Arts. Politics. Bad assery. Welcome to Society Thirteen. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. Dave, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. We'll be talking a little bit about controversy, right? A lot about controversy. Some things that have come up and some things you may not care about. <laughs> but today's show is definitely an interesting one. Coming up, we have an interview with a vampire. Yes, Julia Darkrose will be on the show a little bit. Mostly right now, there's a few things I just want to talk about real quick here. Um, controversy. Let's see. I'm watching the show Black Mirror, which is the Twilight Zone of uh, England right now. Or I don't know how old it actually is, but there's about six episodes on Netflix. And um, I was told, don't watch the first episode and just continue with the other ones. It's about technology and how it's ruling our lives. And, of course, I had to watch the first one because Dr. John Towers told me not to watch the first one. And I watched the first episode, and yeah, that's controversial. <laughs> a lot going on there. Black Mirror, give it a shot. See what you think. Definitely an interesting take on the Twilight Zone, and it's new. Um, on a lesser level, our own John, Dr. John Towers, um, Red Horse Radio, you know, on Society 13, our network that we have here. He has his graphic novel, which I have read now, and it's fantastic. I expected none less. I've read all his comics as it is, but the graphic novel, The Jin Jihad, I'm going to spell that for you so you can look it up, D-J-I-N-N, then Jihad, J-I-H-A-D, The Jin Jihad, graphic novel. I guess because Jihad is in the title, it was uh, there was a problem um, promoting it. Um, if you really want to hear the story... Uh, Dr. John Towers tells it himself. Listen to Red Horse Radio 172. I was on there with him and I made him talk about it a little bit. And um, apparently, yeah, just listen for the details. It received honorable mention on The Nerdist. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? But otherwise, you know, support the habit here. Go to www.stigmatastudios.com. Now, this was put out by Postmortem Press. I believe it's still available there. And... I don't know after that because you kind of have to go back and listen to Dr. John Towers talk about it first. But definitely for comic book fans and fans that love controversy and if you just want a damn good story, 
go pick up the Jin Jihad. Get the actual graphic novel. It's amazing. Uh, let's see here. Controversy. Rich Bottles Jr., Burning Bowl Publishing. <laughs> yes, he is uh, one of our own. Um, he uh, recently... <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to read it in his words here. Okay. Rich Bottles Jr. Okay. He has a new anthology out uh, called Buy. B-Y. That's it. Buy. My latest book has just been banned by Kindle Direct for its alleged content. Kindle Direct has also indicated that it will now review my previous work to see if any of it should also be banned. If Kindle's data mining software declares that I've been submitted or I've submitted additional unacceptable content, I will be removed permanently as an author from its program. Do I plan on toning my stuff down? Of course not. In the meantime, feel free to consume all the Peter Soto's, Marquis Desad, etc., that Amazon has to offer. I see that Desad's 120 Days of Sodom is currently available on Kindle for 99 cents. Now, there is an update here. Um, Rich, as you know, he is the author, you know, he's been with Burning Bowl Publishing since the beginning, author of Horror Erotica, and he has a big following. I've done shows with him, uh, such as uh, Lumberjacked, Hellhole, The Manacled, and now The Controversial controversial by by anthology my personal favorite is pink fish which is a short story he did on a take on the blackfish story if you're familiar with that yeah he went mermaids and it's, it's pretty badass but let's see there is an update here for rich bottles here we go he also uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah they talk about him on the uh the uh, ninth story as well uh the ninth story latest episode with maddie von stark playing with spiders look that one up because that yeah they do talk about rich bottles on that one now let's see here the update on rich bottles <laughs> an update on my collection of short stories amazon is going ahead and offering the paperback version but there will be no kindle edition because the content violates their policies <laughs> in parentheses i know i thought they were the same company too anyway I'll likely look into Smashwords as an avenue to offer the ebook version. So can I still market it as a banned book as long as Kindle refuses to offer it? <laughs> look up Rich Bottles Jr. Go to Burning Bowl Publishing and go to Rich Bottles on Facebook. And there's definitely links there if you want to pick up this book. And it sounds like it's well worth it. Uh, let's see, moving on. Controversy, controversy. Not much controversy in this aspect here. You can also get rich on in Rise of the Dead. This is a zombie anthology that uh, Burning Ball Publishing put together with John Russo, the co-creator of the original Night of the Living Dead. Um, it's on Amazon.com and BurningBallPublishing.com. You can find all, a lot of Burning Ball publishers, uh, publishing writers in there, including uh, John Russo, myself, uh, Paul Wardgelin, uh, Gary Vincent, of course, and Rich Bottles Jr. And this is a good, this is good stuff, man. Um, all zombie stories that take place between '67 and '69. The timeline of the original Night of the Living Dead. Now back to controversy. <laughs> now, I don't understand. Okay, so I guess censorship is alive and kicking. But yet we must be subjected to Kanye West's childish antics that insult fellow musicians. If you want to call him a musician, I'd call him a writer, I think. I don't know, and a rapper. Uh, which, yeah, qualifies. But not when you put down other musicians, then you kind of take yourself out of it. Um, we also are subjected to now soccer moms selling 50 Shades of Grey Valentine's gift packs, complete with chocolates, teddy bears, and handcuffs. Do these women even know what the book is about? I mean, not to mention, you know, did you hear about this this prequel coming out, 50 Shots of Earl Grey? Yeah, it has, uh, it's featuring Bob Costas and Martha Stewart. Now that, that's controversy. Now for some real controversy. The Glowworms. Heather Taddy, who has been absent here, and she's busy. The Glowworms are playing at Gooski's on February 19th at 10 o'clock, she tells us. So that's Heather Taddy's band, The Glowworms. I've heard them. Very grungy. Very loud. And I think that's the controversy. when you <laughs> Ask what they sound like. Oh, we're just loud. Very loud. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, coming up. Julia Darkrose, my interview with a vampire. 
feedback is good, folks. Uh, find me at at Fairly Dark on Twitter and uh, get back to us at kettlewhistleradio@gmail.com. Coming up, Julia Dark Rose, my interview with the vampire. Enjoy. Radio, folks, friends, and fiends. We have somebody, a long-awaited presence, actually. Julia Darkrose is on the line right now. We have pretty good reception here. Are you there, Julia? Yes, I am. Hi, David. Hi. Glad to finally talk to you and get you on my show here after uh, you did me the favor of printing a story in, of course, the Darkrose Journal. Are you there? Yes, yes, I am. Actually, the call, you just said the call was great, and then it dropped for a second. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the wonders of Skype. It happens every time. If it gets real bad, we just tune back in in a little bit. Uh, but yes, anyway, we have Julia Darkrose on the line. This is the creative genius behind the Darkrose Journal. Uh, do you want to just give us a quick, brief uh, rundown on the Darkrose Journal, what people can expect if they pick this thing up? Absolutely. Thank you. Actually, the Darkrose Journal has been in publication for two decades as of last year. So I guess a decade and, and a year and um, two decades in a year, and it was the first of its kind ever. It was initially, I marketed it as a real living vamp, a magazine for really real living vampires. Um, I use the label vampire not because um, I, I believe in, a, um, you know, the fictional vampire, but the people I was trying to reach, that was the circles they ran in, and they called themselves vampires. Um so it's been around a really, really long time. It's a very eclectic dark arts magazine, and it deals with um, basically just making yourself better and in the larger picture making our world better. But it reaches people who tend to live on the darker side of life. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly how I look at it. Um, first time I saw it, and I, I met you through actually Johnny Daggers uh, back in the day, filmmaker. Yeah. And um, yeah, he, he's he's a great guy. He's working on his great film guy. Blood on the Real right now, which is coming out really good. I, I, know, I can't wait. I'm so yeah, excited for it. I got to see the trailer, like nine minute teaser of it, and I'm, I I just wanted more. It's it's going to be so much fun. But yeah, big thanks to him for uh, getting us together. And because of that, again, I have I can't thank you enough for publishing my story, um, The Moon's Crying, which went into which issue was that? Was that um what issue? It was issue it was issue six. And thank you, no, thank you for letting me publish that. It was first of all like an awesome, awesome story, and by far it's issue seven revamped, which means mm-hmm. it, it's the new issues that are also easing. Before you know, in the nineties, of course, before even the internet was uh uh publicly available, mm-hmm. all my all my magazines were hard copies. Then I took a few years hiatus and came back and so all the issues since I came back are called revamped. So this is that was issue six, revamped, which is by far the best issue because you were in it. Oh stop so, it. No, it's the truth you. God. I'm not just kissing your ass. Is the best. <laughs> that story is so awesome. Well, I appreciate it. It's a weird one. It's it's now in a in the dwelling in the dark um, book that's out right now. Eleven short stories. I have to promote myself. It's out right now. It's my second. Well, I'll, I'll say novel because all the stories intertwine together, and it's available on Amazon.com right now. That's well, you have to send me all that info. Yeah, I will do that. Issue seven's coming out um, on Easter. Awesome. Oh wow, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you all that information. Uh, it, it's for people that just love their monsters. That's all I can say. 
And yeah, the Moon's Crying is in there. You published it first, and now it's in the collection, along with the Commune, which you'll be interested in. Um, we worked with John Russo with Burning Ball Publishing. John Russo, who is co-creator of Night of the Living Dead, he hey. yeah he compiled um, 17 stories that are along the line of the original Night of the Living Dead from 1967 to 1969. They parallel the original Night of the Living Dead. It's a great little. It's called Rise of the Dead. Great book from uh, Burning Bowl Publishing. You can get that on Amazon.com, too. Well, yeah, what a great time, too. Zombies are like the new vampire. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, back to you, more importantly here, from inception. Now, you started, you were a model first? Were you modeling? No, I'm a model. Just I, I could be a model. I mean, just saying I've had a lot of companies wanted me to model, but I only model for my magazine because if I model... I don't have to pay anyone, and I own absolute, you know, I own it, mm-hmm. the copyrights, everything. I can do whatever I want with my own photos. That's without awesome. worrying about problems. So, yeah, I just model for my magazine. Well, you know what? This is uh, going way off the deep end, but you're following the Hall & Oates version of owning your music. That's why they're still relevant, and now they both have their own TV show. They have two TV shows, from what I understand. Hall & Oates goes back, oh, come on, you know, 70, know, whatever. Yeah. And you know them as well as I do, but these guys never signed to a major label. They owned every bit of their music, and look at them now. They're bigger than ever. You know, I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're both metalheads here, I know that, but I, I have a thing for Hall & Oates, too, so whatever. Uh, it's all about that ownership, that ownership, you know, and what you're doing, right. yeah, that's that's it awesome. is important, and that's I'm, I, I am an advocate. I also promote independent independent artists throughout my magazine. Mm-hmm. In fact, this next issue coming up is going to be all about all kinds of different independent artists. It's going to be very artist heavy um, because it's very important that that we don't, in my opinion, give in to the conglomerates that own everything and they change everything and they take your creativity and they just suck it dry. Yes, they're the real vampires. Yeah, they are actually. It's um, horrible. And, yeah. and 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 our art is, I mean, art is what moves and changes people, in my opinion. Yes. So it changes and helps us, and and it moves us forward and helps the world evolve, hopefully in a better way. So we have to own that shit. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so I haven't given in either, and I still independently publish it, and I make not a dime because I do independently publish it. But that's okay. I don't do it for. And I have people who don't have money say that. I don't do it for the money, but I swear I'm not lying. I don't do it for the money. No, oh, I believe you. I believe okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's very tough to to make money in the arts these days. And uh, when I hear about these bands, like big bands, I, I to name a few, uh, I'm not the biggest Who fan, but um, me a, lot, I mean, a lot of people tell me horror stories uh, or a band like them and, and as them as well. When they play a certain song live, uh, they have to pay it out because they don't own it anymore. They have to pay out for it, like ten thousand dollars or something ridiculous wow. like that. that is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. These, yeah, these bands. Can you imagine not owning the music you're playing live, and you, you know your no. fans think you're getting paid? And just that's ridiculous. your creation. That's your baby. Hell no. Yeah, crazy. That's horrible. It happens a lot, and it's very sad. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is one that's upright. This will this will interest you. Um, I think it was on. I don't know if you get the Palladia station. Uh, you're you're in Pennsylvania. You might get that. Um, Palladia had this thing, uh, you know the band 30 Seconds to Mars, of course. Yes. Okay, well, it's pretty valid right now, uh, that they, they actually owed 2.7 million, uh, I believe that's, or it might be 1.7 million dollars still because of bad signings, bad management, and they couldn't even, they were worried about playing their own songs live. And, um, yeah, the, the show is called Artifact, and it has Jared huh. Leto and his brother and the whole band on there. They, they really, everybody thinks they're rich. He has, he has movie money. But the band's not making money. They still owe money, which is absolutely absurd, and it's real frustrating to watch. That is crazy. Yeah, well, look for Artifact with Thirty Seconds to Mars. Even if you're oh, not, if, you don't have to be a fan to watch this because that you really get a feel for what you're talking about and owning your own music, uh, art, whatever it is. It's very frustrating. But now I want to ask you. We have to. I'd be crazy to not get into your life documented on YouTube. Um, you brought that up a while ago. Um, and it had to oh, do the, oh the video from a couple years ago, the documentary they did a couple years ago. There's that one, and then there's the, the many. Right, there was one in the '90s that was on VHS. It's gone now. You said it was. I don't even know what station it was on, but I know I saw it. Um, in the '90s, there was one. Yeah, it was probably the one a German um, uh, production team. I don't know what the name of the show was okay. in Germany. Came out and they spent like two weeks following me. We we flew to. To, to San Francisco from Florida, we just they just spent, they were in my life, they were up my ass for two weeks. 
it was a little painful. And what were they and, tr- um, trying to? Yeah, it, but it was a good documentary, and I can't. It, it's gone. Okay. My I had my ex, who's now my ex boyfriend from back in the nineties, um, who I was with at the time. He, um, I left him, and he followed me to PA, and he stole all the media that I had ever done. So, and and that stuff is like on VHS, and can't you know, no one has it anymore. So, if anybody has a copy. <laughs> Please let me know. Now, were they trying to document the life of a modern contemporary vampire? Was that yes. the idea? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and what did they did they prove anything there, or did were I mean, were they impressed with your lifestyle? Did you scare them away? <laughs> what happened? I don't know because I mean, it was uh, they spoke a lot in German. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> um, they they seemed to really like me, but I mean, it was more. Um, they just. I, it seemed like it went well, but like I said, I, I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time, and I, and I don't remember what they said about me. But I um I did things like we did a uh, a blood ritual, like a whole blood a fake wedding. Uh, the person I was with, I, I wasn't married to, but they wanted to make it like we got married. Okay. Our, we did this whole thing out in the park in 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 um, Orlando. And we, you know, cut each other up and drink each other's blood or whatever. So I'm not really sure what they were going after right. and if they got what they wanted or not. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they did. Uh, well, what did it mean for you when you were doing it? Were you, you acting up, playing a part or were you like No, this, I wasn't were... playing a part, but that also, believe it or not, in the 90s, I had fun celebrity, believe it or not, like Z-less celebrity. But I was still, people would come up to me off the street, ask for my autograph. Um, they would bring photos of me, want me to sign the photos, so um, typo negative, invited me to their concert. Awesome. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. It's, only, it's the only concert I've ever been to in my entire life, was typo negative, and, this was, and I went, it was a small venue there, you know, because they weren't allowed to play in Orlando because they were banned, right. so it was a smaller venue, but I, I walked up, and these, these young kids, I don't know how old they were, but young kids were running out to me because they recognized me and they were slicing their arms and wanted me to drink their blood. Oh, man. That, that was the way I affected people in the 90s, and I was like, wow, this is just not the message that I'm trying to get through to you. Yes, yeah, you, sl- uh, you know, Slayer, message. Slayer went through that, that similar thing, too. <laughs> right, so, so, but so in the 90s, I was very, very famous for being a vampire, for what they assumed, I guess, a vampire was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and I've tried to in the, in the, in the next decade to, to educate better. So mostly in the 90s, it was, in my opinion, it was just, I would try to educate what it is I really am and what it is I do and believe, and they just would gloss over that. You know, they just wanted to know, mm-hmm. you know, the stupid shit. Well, what was, well, what was your message? Like, if be, you're, just can, to be true to who you are, to be true to how you were born, mm-hmm. not if, like, you're a baby killer, like, don't be true to that. Right. No, but, but, like, if you're, Whatever it is you truly are inside, that's what you need to be, and you need to embrace it. And if it's something that could be negative, you need to, to embrace the negative of it as well and make it your own. You need to own whoever you are, because if you do that and you you're going to walk down your right the, the road you're meant to, the road the universe, whatever that means to you, <laughs> mm. needs you to do, and in turn the larger picture. It's like a domino effect, and you affect everyone you meet who hopefully will learn to do the same thing, and eventually <laughs> we're going to have a better society. So that's my message, and I embrace who I who I am. Yes, you do. I do that. <laughs> yes, you do. You make that abundantly clear. Um, we talked about this once, uh, family acceptance of this. <laughs> uh, well, well. well, I have a small family. I'm adopted. Okay. Um, I, and I ran away from home when I was 12 um, due to um, – I was raised in um, Southern Baptist in harsh environment. Mm. I was baptized three times against my will. Wow. Um, so I left home due to uh, religious intolerance and hypocrisy as well as when I got probably, I don't know, sixth grade or whatever, I realized that my parents were racist. Mm. And um, I just couldn't – I couldn't grasp. I, I just couldn't get it. I just didn't get it. You know, I didn't even, I didn't understand. So I just left. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, All right. Well, I'm going to go be on my own. No, I get so, that. I get that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I, yeah. That'd be a hard, hard pill to swallow if it's everything you're against. <laughs> Absolutely. As, although, I mean, my mother, so the point of that is, is that 
my mother, who is really the only family I, ha I have except for my my three children, um, my mother, who other people have seen the stuff that I've done and out in the public, uh, you know, obviously she kind of just in is in denial and sends me all kinds of scripture and prayers, and I just say, thank you, Mom. I said, one more prayer, sure as hell can't hurt now, can it? She just doesn't say anything. So we don't talk about it. My children, my oldest son, mm. he's in the movie, he's a, he, he makes films, and he's very successful. Okay. In fact, he's he's been nominated for the Assistant Directors Guild, which wow. is a very high prestigious honor. Very nice. Only 20 people get selected a year. Um, he thinks that what I am, and because I'm well-known, is going to hurt his career, so he's not happy about it. Oh, and he's, he's 29. My daughter's 26. She doesn't give a crap. And my little guy's 11, and he's just, he's like walking sunshine. And he's like, he's like total opposite. And he's like, Mom, I don't understand you. How can you have a picture of that blood drinking, whatever, and then, and then you're, you know, I'm trying to do his voice. And then you're like this really nice person. I don't understand. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he's a little confused. So that that's how my family deals with it. Well, have you deviated from the course since your first issue uh, of the Dark Rose Journal, or predominantly have you kept the same concept all the way through? I have deviated, yes, because I evolved, and I wouldn't say deviated, my, my perception would be evolved. Whoever it was 20 years ago is what I was 20 years ago, because obviously the Dark Rose Journal is me. Mm -hmm. So as I evolve, my magazine evolves. So yes, it is. it is different, and it is better <laughs> because I'm better. <laughs> well, give, give us some background on like some of the segments that you have in the Dark Rose Journal, just to, you know, pique uh, people's uh, interest. Okay. Uh, Excellent. Recent now I have added the ninth wave, which is a play off a very famous painting um, by Igor. Crap. I can't remember his last name. That's, That's not, not his right. last name. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, do you know his last name? No, I just know that oh. wasn't it. <laughs> no, that's not it. His name is Igor something. Okay. Um, a, a painting about change and about, you know, there's this ship on the, the stormy sea and whatever. And, and it's a Russian, he's a Russian painter. But anyway, okay. so that section is for new, new authors. And that's the section you were in. Um, so it's new and upcoming authors that I think that in my opinion, the world needs to know about. Um, there's what? that, there's the Dark Rose Grimoire, which is just, uh, you could use the word magic, although I'm not a, a typical witch, mm -hmm. I don't like labels. Um, it's just whatever that you could label as magic, I guess, but, you know, what is magic but nature? But it's just things to help you better your life, whether it's... Um, you know, a type of uh, uh, elixir to just a way to, you know, incorporate or to feel the magic that's already naturally in you and to incorporate it better in your life. So there's that. Um, I'm going I, I to have to go grab the magazine. Fuck. Um, <laughs> um, You're all right. I, I've known a few witches, actually, <laughs> and it is not always a negative thing. Uh, Self-proclaimed witches, I should say. Uh, and uh, it, there's a lot of, a lot of just self-meditation that goes with it, too. It's not just all about elixirs and, you know, potions no. and what people see in Hollywood. There's different nothing factions. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, not at all like that. Misunderstood. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow... The blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
But um, um, so uh, what else well, now? The erotic section, duh! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the biggest part of it is yep. the erotic. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> uh, gothic fairy tales, which is where only I I write the erotic because that's my signature writing. So is yeah, that's a very big part of it. All the things, the dark erotica. Right. Let it be known that I, I did uh, interrupt a vampire's sleep and I woke her up before <laughs> 12 in the afternoon. So, yeah, you're going to get what you're going to get at this point. Um, now, as far as, um, let's see, the artists, do they seem to find you or do you go seeking them out? They find me. People come to me in droves. It's, like, amazing. And it's, like, as much as many people who hate on me, <laughs> I mean, just hate me, so many groups and people... That many people also come to me, and um, and matter of fact, this issue I'm having to really, uh, you know, make a decision on on which artists I want to include because I have so many coming to me now. So in the beginning, it wasn't like that, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the hating on you. What what is it? I guess I just don't see it. I don't know what's going on there, but um I mean, what do they hate on you for? I'm not, you know, unfamiliar with, you know, hate mail and things of such, no. but what what why why do they hate you because of your past or um is the well, a lot of women automatically just hate me. Okay. They just hate on me. <laughs> and um and the group the the communities that my magazine initially was um marketed for have this this thing where they'll publicly just hate me because I don't allow bullshit. I'm a bullshit. You know, I have a I don't allow bullshit. If you bullshit, I'm going to call you on it. Mm-hmm. And I call them on it all the time, and they don't like it. So, but yet they still want to. They still follow me. They hang on my every word. They 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 buy my my magazine. It's bizarre. They buy huh? your magazine even though they hate you. Yeah, yeah. So like, hmm. I'm like, what are you trying to you trying to get? ammunition against me that could be i'm like i don't bullshit or lie so good luck with that Hmm. (laughs) okay interesting yeah i i don't know i I, when people hate on artists to me it's usually it's a waste of their time usually because the artist that just feeds it more um i i I didn't and usually it's jealousy they just can't do it uh, themselves i i don't know i'm not i i really don't i don't understand haters and the, the time that they waste hating I just I'm t- absolutely so well. Can you imagine so a life of just hating? And I think a lot of it is because they don't know how to be free like artists are. You know, we're free spirits. We we know, and and we're creating and and we're changing things. And other people want that, mm-hmm. but they just can't. And not everyone can. I mean, everybody is who they are. And right. instead of right, instead of hating, they they just need to appreciate it and hopefully learn from it and go figure out how to do their own shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it'd be it'd be all good. Well, here on Kettle Whistle Radio, we always talk about you know if you don't like something, you don't have to listen to it. If you don't like a certain food, you don't have to go to that restaurant. The idea is like you have a choice, and uh, <laughs> I don't. They're they're not really listening to themselves. They're always. It's all about the choice of what you do with your life. And we don't talk religion here, but you have that choice of religion too. Why do you put somebody else's down? I, I just don't get it. And I, I wouldn't waste energy on it. And not, we're not going to waste any, too much time on haters right now anyway. Okay. But <laughs> now you do predominantly everything with this magazine. Do you prefer writing over your, your artistry, over your paintings, your pictures? What do yes. you prefer? What do you get more out of? Yes. Writing. I, I only illustrate out of necessity, I model out of necessity, I do those things out of necessity, I had to learn to paint and draw, you know, you know, I had to learn to put makeup on and do all this stuff, you know, to to model, it's not my thing, it's not who I am, I'm a writer. Okay, well, I understand that. Uh, that's, but it is awesome at the same time because, like with this show, I always have to come up with graphics on my own. I'm, I, I'm not an illustrator. I, I can take pictures, that, but I'm not the best photographer either. So, yeah, I understand. But you still, that, like, once again, you own those pictures. They're yours, and nobody can say anything about that. So that's Absolutely. smart. Yeah, I would, I, I'm jealous that I can't draw. I know a lot of of artists and a lot of comic book guys, and they're just tremendous that they can put their thoughts down like that and create this picture. Well, I got a guy Charles Moran. I introduced you to. Now you, you you know him now, right? The horror illustrator. 
Um, yeah, well, I know who you're speaking, but yeah. I haven't really taken the time to get to know him. You should. He's, he's just <laughs> tremendous. Uh, yeah, I would, I would suggest, you know, maybe looking into some of his artwork. He might, yeah, he'd love to do something for you. I know that. But, oh, okay. um, let's, <laughs> let me ask you this. How do you feel about vampires in modern film and TV, how they're portrayed? Um, I think they're awesome. It's fictional. They're great. I mean, you, they've come from being the the revenants, you know, really gross creatures mm-hmm. to to these sleek, sexy, you know, you know, uh, creatures that everybody wants to bang. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure no one wanted to bang a revenant, you know, back in you know the 1400s. <laughs> but everybody wants to bang, you know, whomever is out now. So yeah, but it's all fiction. So and like everything, myths. Myth is, is such a powerful thing, and mm-hmm. I, and you know I I wrote an article about myth which I push all the time <laughs> because and um because myth changes but yet it stays the same so so it changes with our needs and right now this is what society needs you know and um they need for the vampire to be this sexy you know creature so that's what it is I'm cool with that <laughs> <laughs> well um. So, would you go Thirty Days of Night Vampire versus Anne Rice's, or do you I prefer love the that Anne? Movie. Which do you, well, I love. I love. I love Anne Rice's books, and I love Thirty Days of Night. So, uh, I don't know. I'm um, kind of torn to the vicious. I didn't read Anne Rice until later in life. In fact, I wasn't even exposed to anything horror or vampire until way I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, but as so I read Anne Rice in my mid twenties, I think after I started my magazine, but. Um, it's okay. I actually prefer her her um, Mayfair Witches Chronicles better to her Vampire Chronicles. Okay. So I think the Thirty Days of Night, um, they're just freaking awesome because those vampires were like, look, th- we're fucking monsters and we're just going to eat you. Yeah. So that's just the way. And I like that honesty, the purity of that. That me. the lead vampire, uh, he he actually shows up in uh, American Horror Story now from Thirty Days of Night. He's the uh, the axe killer in uh, American Horror Story. The witches said. I don't watch TV, coven. but my daughter's trying to get me to watch that. She says, "Mom, you have to watch American Horror Story." It's good. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. You, you should. That's not a waste of time. And Jessica Lang, forget it. She knocks it out of the park. I heard. I heard. Just I'm a amazing. Big fan, so. Oh, she's the reason to watch it. That's. I'm going to leave it at That's that. I heard. <laughs> but um, yeah. Back to Anne Rice. Um, what's interesting about like I didn't like I I love the stories and I love the stat. What I didn't like was that it, it wasn't – they weren't these overindulgent creatures where they didn't have sex. And I had a, a problem with the fact that right? they, they didn't eat, right? eat, drink, or enjoy sex. So it kind of took me – it took all the humanistic qualities, things that we want to take advantage of out of it. And they weren't even monstrous either. Um, they they just kind of – when they killed, they killed so quickly there was no horror there. Um, but it was passion. The passion, that's all they needed. Very interesting. To look at it that way. Now, Anne Rice went on to do, you know, all these well, the erotic fiction. Did you read any any of those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a certain artist that we both know, James Clark, um, <laughs> is really into that. And you do her erotica. Yeah, and he, I, I don't know what he sent you. Uh, oh for, my god! For publication. Oh my god. You've seen my face. <laughs> I've seen his studio. Trust me, I've been in there many times. Yeah, we share an absinthe and uh, look at uh, his his artwork. It's amazing. Not expecting that. Yeah, he's he's something else. He is something else. It's beautiful, and And I like. I'm so impressed with it because it's so pure and so true. I could see the truth in what he was. What he created it's just absolutely amazing he, to me. you guys get each other he is all about the truth <laughs> in the art and there's he doesn't hold back anything no um, he doesn't all. he doesn't no nope. <laughs> oh my god nothing i wish you could I see wait. his studio his studio wait to publish this stuff his, oh yeah he's in dallas uh just yeah again james clark uh he wrote he contributed that poem to my story there was uh, his poem was uh, over the moonbeam over the moonbow. Sorry, I always do that to him, and he gets really mad. Yeah, he but, should. Yeah, he should. <laughs> uh, but so I'm gonna just tell people in the future issues, you might see some of James Clark's stuff there, and uh, absolutely, definitely <laughs> Julia approved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I'm so freaking impressed. <laughs> oh my! Not that that means anything, but it, I it so does impressed. to him. It does to him. I talked to him this morning. Yeah, it definitely. Oh does. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's something else. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, I definitely. Um, I'm glad you appreciated that, and those are original pieces. So I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but all right, so um, let's see. Oh, what did I want to ask you here? Well, yeah. Do you feel that like vampirism is an extreme act of indulgence? Do you feel it, it, that sex should be included? 
Oh, hell yeah. So what is the point? Okay. Sex, for me, now this is where everyone gets all up in arms. I'm only speaking for myself, <laughs> not everyone else. For me, sex is um, is the most powerful way we, we, we connect with other people and with the universe, basically. And um, through, so through sex is where I do my blood drinking okay. because it's just you have the sexual energies, which are just, well, for me, <laughs> off the chart. So then I incorporate um, drinking blood, which is a very, very intimate act to me. You know, I do it right from the source on the bot from the body, of course. So, you have this 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 unbelievable trust between you know with the person you're with, unbelievable sex, and it's just I it's just like the, the best. If I were to call it a drug, I would. You know, I don't do drugs, but I know it's it, it, it's beyond that. I mean, it's something even beyond that because it, it's completely life changing and empower. It's just everything. You know, Marilyn Manson said, don't trust anybody sober. <laughs> do we trust you? <laughs> I don't. You know, my daughter always says, she goes, Mom, you don't need to do drugs. <laughs> because I'm high on myself, and, and I just, I love life. I love who I am, and I love living. I love people. I don't love a lot of people. But there are there are a lot of people that I do, and there's, there's still this world is filled with greatness and beauty, and, and I just want people to see that it's not all ugly. It's not. A lot of it is. And if it is, well, that's okay. Then you embrace that too, because this is what our world is, and you should be just trying to make it the best that you can. So just being, you know, fuck this, fuck that, blah blah blah. You know, I hate this, I hate that, I hate my job. Well, my God, you know, do something about it then. You know, do something about your life and and, and about the world. Stop being a whiny little shit. I hate whiny little shit. <laughs> Well, respectfully, I got to ask you: What does the blood do for you? What do you feel when you are consuming it? Awesome! I feel I feel like the most beautiful, sexual, sensual the two different things woman to walk the face of this world. I absolutely feel that way, and it carries over for weeks. You have like a whether in it. It could be completely psychological and not physiological at all, but I think it is physiological too. But I don't have any hard proof of that other than how I look at age 46. But um, it, it, it carries over for weeks. It's like this high you carry with you and you feel like, yeah, fuck yeah, I can do this. It's more so than I already feel like that. So it does, it, it's, it's awesome. It's just I won't die without it. I'm not going to, you know, stop living without it or anything like that, but I want it. So I'm going to do it. Well, do you still get feedback on those YouTube segments of you drinking blood? <laughs> yeah. you, you get a oh, lot of it. Yeah. And that was PG-13. Yeah. Because it had to be. And um, that is not how I feed. But that's still, for most people, they're just like, oh, my God, that's, that's so much blood. You have blood all over you. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I get negative feedback a lot. And um, now let's get into something else here as far as, because you're all over the map with this, um, music. You seem to be all over. Uh, you have like three decades worth of, so, like I am too, uh, you just get inspired by so many different kinds of music. Yes, that's true. What do you predominantly listen to, though? Um, I'm going to say rock, hard rock. Okay. Um. 80s, <laughs> probably 80s um, hair bands, probably. Um, that's probably like what I go to first. I mean, if you go, if you go into my YouTube channel and you mm -hmm. go down, look well, my playlist is pretty eclectic. But yeah, um, I, I think there's mostly 80s and 90s rock on there. I think. Yeah, you really don't delve into. I, I listen to a lot, much darker music than you do. I've noticed. Yeah, no, I don't, and people are surprised. I don't like the dark stuff because you know why? Because they scream at you. Mm. I'm not going to be screamed at while I'm listening to music. <laughs> and and you introduced me to the Bloody Nerve, and they are like, I just love them so freaking much. Very good band. They're very oh good. Oh, my God. Their music, I like the blues, and the, they yeah. have that blues, and it's just so sensual and so beautiful. I like music like that a lot. It touches me very deeply. Yeah, they very well could break uh, very soon. They have a debut uh, LP coming out. 
and Find Your Love is going to be on there, which we've featured on here many times. I just got their, I played their latest release again, three three shows in a row, I think, or two shows in a row, called uh, uh, Paint Shop, which uh, is just a very upbeat uh, blues song, and she has an amazing voice. Uh, and, oh, she does! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And Stacy Blood, he is an amazing. Uh, he's just an amazing artist all around, and perfectionist like yourself. He really, really is. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate. Yeah, when you put, post music and stuff, I'm always curious what you're going to put up there. And it's funny. I think people probably expect darker stuff from you. And you they do. Yeah, they you do. Know. And the reason I post music, like what? Because I'm also a dancer. So when I post music, I'm, I only do that because people started coming to me. And they were, they were like, well, aren't you dancing today? We, mm. we want to know. So that's why I do that. Not because I'm so into myself, like, oh my God, everybody wants to know what I'm dancing to, but they do. <laughs> so that's why I do that. So like, I'm going to dance after, I'm going to dance here after we, we're finished. And, um, I, I think you might be a little surprised about my music choices today. Okay. Don't say wham, please. No, that would just not be one of them ever. <laughs> as far as I, I'm breathing. No. <laughs> All right. Um, I have to ask you too. Now, do you still get willing participants as far as the blood drinking? Yes, mm-hmm. I have. I have never had any shortage of anyone wanting me to to drink blood from them, ever. Interesting. Never. Never. Okay. Ever. I don't. Other people have problems, but they're not me. So I don't know what to tell. <laughs> Well, all right. Um, as far as this kick-ass magazine of yours, the Dark Rose Thank Journal. Um, it is kick-ass. It, it truly is. I mean, it's a big magazine, too. There's a lot of work that goes into that. Uh, now, what exactly do you look for in an artist before you print their art or writing? Is there something, is there a prerequisite? Is there something, maybe, have you denied people because you're like, eh, you're not about this? Yes, I do, yes. I do not like bad gothic poetry, which is, most gothic poetry is pretty bad. I don't like... I don't print, if you probably notice, I don't print the death stuff, you know, people who are obsessed with death or mm. suicidal stuff, which if they need to write that for themselves or whatever, that's great. I mean, you know, you need to get it out, but the Dark Rose Journal is not about um, being obsessed with death or mm. death images or negativity or I hate this, I hate life. life I've noticed stuff. that. That's true. Yeah, you're not, not a negative place. No, it's not about that. And to me, the dark is not negative, it's beautiful and sensual, and I've written articles about it, you know, I've, I've explained it <laughs> dozens of times, this is what the dark is to me, so, and, and it, it just, it just so happens, other people too, resonate with it, so mm-hmm. it's about, it's about change, it's about, you know, uh, it's really about embracing your own darkness, whatever that is, because it's going to be different for everyone, and you using it, and, 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 and transforming it, and breathing it back out into the world is something beautiful, whatever that is. Whatever your art is or whatever it is you're going to do, just make it beautiful. Just breathe it. You know, you can, you, people breathe, and some people's breath is just, you know, horrendous. <laughs> so make sure when you're breathing it back out, it, you're breathing beauty, whatever it is. And that's what I look for. Um, and a lot of times I like to know the artist first, like I did with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, you know, of course we hit it off really well, but with like Johnny Daggers, you know, I got to know him first a little bit, and so that made it easier for me to to decide what kind of setting I was going to, you know, portray him in, and mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that the artist in the magazine is, isn't just a straight, you know, Q&A or whatever. I, I want to give them a whole world in my magazine that, 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 you know, that showcases who they are, you know, and mm-hmm. why their art is the way that it is. Yeah, Johnny, he's been on here quite a bit. Yeah, he's been in the studio with me. We've done shows together, as a matter of fact. Um, I have the honor to actually say a, a man that says that horror movies don't scare him anymore. I, I, he got one of my short stories for Dwelling in the Dark, the new book, and he, uh, I scared him. Awesome. <laughs> I, that is awesome. I, I said, he said I skeeved him out, and that's really what I'm out to do. <laughs> If I can do that, if I can do that with him, you know, I'm all about scaring monsters, and that's a, that's a fun thing to do. That's how I embrace my negativity. <laughs> right. But, right. Um, so you're, you're 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 I you are a tremendous writer. I mean, I I even if I didn't like you, <laughs> I still would have published your stuff. Oh well, I really appreciate that means a lot to me. It really does. <laughs> right. Thank you, because I I didn't know what you'd think about that one. Um, it's you know it's a it is a satire on the human condition, you know. But um, it, was, it, it was spot on with what it is. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just and things I've witnessed, you know, and we've all witnessed the, the moon's right. crying. Kind of has a lot of truths there, and we're heading in that direction, which is very scary. Very scary. 
right? So let's change it as artists. We've got to change it. Yep. See? That's, that's, what, that's our job. That's our mission. That's what I, I do. I, I throw morals in there every now and then, as dark as it seems. So like, just about, you know, changing things. You can do it. Or this is the road you're going down and you're all doomed. Um, now, <laughs> what do we have to look forward to in upcoming issues of the Dark Rose Journal? I don't know. You don't know it yet? changes all the time. Yeah, you kind of wing, you kind of put it together like 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 you know like it takes you a, a month or two or how long? Is... About I do it in about three months. Three um, months, okay. And um, I used to do it every other month, but that but it's a lot bigger now. So yeah. about three months. Um, I don't know. It, it's all different. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's let's tell people how to find it and where they can buy it. Right now, you can um, you can go to the Dark Rose Journal website, which is simply darkrosejournal.net, and um, it's very easy to find. Yep. <laughs> very easy website to navigate. You can go on Facebook, the Dark Rose Journal, um, and um, it. I had a store on there, but I think I didn't pay on it, so it, they took it down. But yeah, you I, I think it, me. I tried to get on there too, yeah. but as long as you can get this other route. Yeah, but you would just message me on Dark Rose Journal, you know, that you want to issue e-zines. Um, are now I used to charge like three bucks for them, but now I just send them free. Um, you know, if if you want to see an e-zine first, though, it's not the same as the hard copy. It is right. different, but if you want just to feel. You know, I just give those away like air. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. this. Was good. I was uh, finally to have you on and speak your mind and get to hear your voice. Uh, really cool, and I I appreciate you doing this. And oh, I, I appreciate are, you wanting to do this. Thank you. How do How do they find you in particular? What What do you want to give out to the folks to, that want to find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Dark Rose Caples C A P L E S. Um. I have also an author. I have Julia Julia Dark Rose author page, and I have a fan page which I don't actually put up. That fans put it up. Julia Dark Rose. That's actually Julia Dark Rose Ray mm-hmm. still. That they can find me on there too. Okay, so. and Twitter. Do you do Twitter or no? Yeah, yeah, I do. What the hell is my name on Twitter? Yeah, I don't. Dark Rose One. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, th- I know I have you on there, but I don't know the Twitter. I, it's yeah. hard to remember all those, man. There's, there's everything. Right. Everybody's on there. Well, I don't even go on Twitter. It's connected to my Facebook, so everything I post automatically goes on there. So I don't even think to deal with it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna go out with uh, some songs here. Well, at least a song right now. Um, give me a little background on the the, the guy you said. Uh, uh, this guy produced it for you, or yes, um, Graham Young. He's um, he's he's in Scotland, uh, Scottish. Okay. Um, He's a he's an excellent, in my opinion, musician. Um, he has his own YouTube channel. You can check out his music, um, Graham Young. And um, he um, he came. I came. I asked him, I believe, if he could just write a piece of music for me that I could own. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes I make videos for marketing or just for you know the whatever to enlighten people. And I said, I, I need music that's mine mm-hmm. so I can put it on YouTube and owning everything. So he, he created this whole theme song <laughs> for me. That in, that's, he wrote it in three parts so I can interchange the, you know, move it around and everything if I want to, to fit, you know, to fit the video. Perfect. So this is Julia's theme, I guess, is All what right. it's called. <laughs> All right, well, very cool. All right, Julia Darkrose, thank you for being on Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, you can find me at, well, if you want to find me at Twitter, it's, uh, I forget mine too every night. It's at Fairly Dark. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook, of course, and um, check out, go to FairlyDarkProductions.com, www.FairlyDarkProductions.com. You can find The Fall of Tomorrow there, the first one. The new book is Dwelling in the Dark, out now, 11 stories, all a bits of puzzle, all fit each other and come together with one story. Could it be a sequel or prequel to the first one? Very possible. I'm just going to say that. And I hope you enjoy If you like your monsters, uh, I guess me and Julia got your monsters here. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, good night, folks. You want to say good night? Yes. Well, good night. And thank you so much for, for anybody who's actually listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.